0: On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we preview Kansas taking on Oklahoma State in Stillwater. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are uh, free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. And on today's edition of Locked on Jayhawks, we're going to be breaking down the Kansas-Oklahoma State game. I'm Derek Johnson. You can also hear me on Rock Chalk Sports Talk Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 on KLWN in Lawrence. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On to get started. Kansas takes on Oklahoma state in Stillwater enter the game ranked fifth in the country does Kansas and uh, Oklahoma state. Meanwhile, unranked but trending right now toward being a ranked team with the way that they've been playing here of late. And, you know, I think that, um, you go into this game, looking at this opponent, very, very hot. And we'll start right there with our, our top storylines. Both these teams have kind of figured some things out. Both these teams have have gotten a little bit hot. I don't know that there's any team that's hotter in the conference right now than Oklahoma State, who uh has won seven of their last eight games. They have gotten Musa Cze healthy and it's completely changed the way they are. For Kansas, they've won four of their last five. And in the cases of the four wins, they've three of the four have been by double digits. The other one was by nine. So both teams have figured some stuff out. Um From January 18th to today, Oklahoma State ranks eighth in the country on Bart Torvik. They have the fifth best defense in that span. So for about a little less than a month span, you know, about a four-week span, Oklahoma State has been in the eighth best team in the country. They're playing really good basketball. They've won five in a row. They've won seven of eight. And I think kind of a side storyline of building off of that, and this will go back to our maybe the second storyline here is just the the big 12 title race Texas loses last night to Texas tech Uh, Baylor beats West Virginia. So now Baylor and Texas are tied for first in the big 12 with nine victories right now, Kansas sits at just half a game back. So if they win tonight at Oklahoma state, you're tied for first with those two teams. And it would feel like new life that, Hey, now there's at this point, what it'd be five games to go. And you know, you're, you're tied with everything. Everything is basically equal at that point. Um, and that's a huge opportunity for Kansas. Uh, the loss the Texas suffered does maybe allow you a little bit more leeway than if you do lose this game because you're still within striking distance. But it now presents this as a much bigger opportunity because if you win the game, boom, you're right there. And you play Baylor on Saturday. So now if you win this game and then you take care of business at home against Baylor, you have shedded off one of the teams you're tied first with. And boom, it's either you and Texas, or depending on what Texas does over the weekend. So a very big game from that standpoint for Kansas in the Big 12 title race, but you know it's also for Oklahoma State. Uh, they're sitting at at seven and five right now in conference play, which you know it's not in that upper tier of where Kansas, Baylor, and Texas is, but it's right there. So that if Oklahoma State wins this game, you have to start taking them very seriously as a Big 12 title threat because if Oklahoma State wins this game at that point. They would be tied with you for second or I guess it'd be tied for third because there'd be two teams tied for first. So They'd be tied for you uh, for third place and they'd only be a game back of both Texas and Baylor at the top and they still play Baylor at home in a few weeks. So in the case of Oklahoma State, this is a game where, you know, if they lose, then they'd be three or two games back of three different teams. Tough to make that up in a five game stretch. They win this game, they're in the thick of things. For Kansas, you're in it either way, but you win, and it becomes kind of a favorable outcome for you moving forward. You lose it, you're not out of it, you're still hanging around the thick of things, but certainly it leaves a lot more room uh, for work to be done moving forward. So that's our second storyline there. The third one is the Bill Self trip down to Stillwater. I've heard some people refer to it as uh, the Bill Self special losing in Stillwater to Oklahoma State, his alma mater. Bill Self is just seven and eight in his games as head coach at Kansas in Stillwater. That is uh, his second worst record in Big 12 play. The only one is worst is Morgantown, though. I'll be honest. I I don't remember what the record was in Morgantown because they won this past year. So I don't I don't think that changes it. I think it's still either uh, slightly below 500 record or or something like that in Morgantown. Um, But this one's right there. Seven and eight. You did win last season. In Stillwater, that was kind of a disgusting game where you had that like nine, nine and a half minute stretch through the end of the first half where you didn't score a point or didn't hit a field goal. And uh, you still came away and and won the game, I think by like double digits. That might have been the David McCormick like benching game that he came off the bench and had like, you know, 15 and 15. But you've certainly struggled here in Stillwater. And now you have a really good Oklahoma State team playing very, very well. Doesn't make things any easier for trying to get this done. The next storyline is is trying to get the season sweep. Um, We'll get into what happened in the first matchup in our next segment, talking about the the scouting report and what happened in the first matchup. But uh, this would be very important to do so, because basically the way I look at it, I talked about yesterday. If the number is going to be 12 to win the Big 12, which maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if that's the case, if 12 gets it done to get a share, then what you're looking at is what I said the other day. If you can go six and six versus the other top seven seven teams or contenders, Oklahoma State is included in that. You go six and six there. You go six and zero between the bottom three teams: Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Tech, which you've won um, four of the games you've played against those three, and the other two you have at home, so you feel okay about where those are going. Then that gets you to twelve. But part of that is you lost at home to TCU, which means that if we're just doing the math here, you obviously have to take care of your home games against like the Baylors of the world. But that means that you're going to have to either win at Stillwater or at uh, TCU in Fort Worth to basically reclaim that home loss to TCU so that you can go at least six and six versus the top seven teams, if that makes sense. So this will be one of your two shots. Go take advantage of it and beat Oklahoma State. The first game, it's obviously crazy, and we'll get into that again in a second year, but part of that first game was a Bryce Thompson revenge game. That was one of the top storylines. Former KU player, transfers to Oklahoma State back home, where he's from in his home state of Oklahoma, and he kind of struggled against KU in the two meetings last year, but this year he went off against Kansas. Over 20 points, hit a bunch of threes, uh, seemed to have a bit of a revenge game, uh, and then he gets blocked from behind on the, on the final play, which certainly... Uh, left a lot of people up in arms that was it a foul and um, it was almost the big revenge game for Bryce Thompson. Certainly his individual play led you to believe that. We'll see if he carries over and continues to kind of put revenge on you after transferring out of the program though. I don't know how much it's revenge. I guess it would be. Would it be more so like Kansas having revenge on Bryce Thompson? Like it's not like he was kicked off the program. He left on his own accord and I don't know. It seems to be working well for him, but um, it's not that Kansas didn't want him. I think they wanted him back on last year's team. But anyway, I, I certainly think that's a uh, kind of fun and interesting storyline to follow headed into this game. All right, we're going to get on to our scouting report for uh, Oklahoma State and take a look at what happened in that first game in just a second. First, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. You just got through the holidays, or you just got through the Super Bowl, and maybe you're eating a little unhealthy and you want to get back to eating healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. And the perfect thing for that, you got to try Built. With Built Bar, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. What makes them so good, for starters, covered in 100% real chocolate, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but the candy bars. Or or these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. Uh, they're only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering at built.com, which you can still do. But now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick a four-bar box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or maybe even the coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in. Grab a 13-bar box. Hit flavors like brownie, batter, and churro. You thank me later with Bilt Bar. Okay. On to our scouting report and what happened in the last meeting between Kansas and Oklahoma State. So we'll start with what happened in the last meeting. Kansas won 69-67 to in Allen Fieldhouse. It was the big 12 opener and it was the last day of the calendar year of 2022. And if you remember, Kansas got into a huge hole in the first half. They're on 45 to 30 at the end of the first half defense played excellent. in the second half holding Oklahoma state to 22 points. He ended up winning by two on some, uh, late shot magic, like Kevin McCuller hitting a big three, making some key stops at the end of the game. And as far as the stats that kind of jump out for you in that game, uh, Kansas shot really well from three, 11 of 23. That was 48%. Oklahoma state shot really well from three, 13 of 29. That was 45%. Neither team got to the foul line a ton. Uh, the rebound battle was, was pretty similar. And Kansas had a, a complete switch of their turnover game. I think they had 11 turnovers in the first half. They only had one in the second half. So they ended up with 12 for the game Um, and they ended up coming back and, and I think we we dubbed it at the time, like the year of the comeback for Kansas. Bryce Thompson had over 20 points uh, for Oklahoma State. He was on fire, hitting really everything. Uh, John Michael Wright had nearly 20 points for them. And Musa Sise had a, a tough game. He only had four points, kind of got shut down. Interior for Kansas, Jalen Wilson worked to a high total of points. Took him a lot of shots to get there, had to really grind through. Dewan Harris had like a, a nine-assist game. Um, you had know, the big Kevin McCuller shot. He he was struggling offensively, but he, he hits the big kind of corner three to get you going. Grady Nick didn't go, did a couple threes, but eight points for you. But Kansas in the end found a way uh, to get the victory. And certainly, you wouldn't expect to overcome a fifteen point deficit if you end it in Stillwater this time. So Your best chance probably avoid that. So Oklahoma State comes into this game. They're now sixteen and nine. They're seven and five in Big Twelve play. And they have won five straight, seven of their last eight. I believe they're seven and one with Musa Cissé in the lineup with that one loss because he he suffered an injury earlier. And that one loss is to Kansas by two points. So when Musa Cissé is there, this is a real Big 12 title contender. As far as what they do well, if we look at conference-only numbers, which I think at this point, You know, you're you're, you're through 12 games of conference play. It's a big enough sample that I'm just going to go off the conference only numbers here. It's against like competition. So maybe it gives you a better read of what they're doing well, what they're not doing well, what type of team they are at this point of the year. They've been the number one defense in Big 12 only play on Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. They're just number eight on offense, though. So they do leave something to be desired. And when you look at that, they are just two and four. That's overall on the season. Big 12 in, in regular season play. They're two and four on the season when the other team scores 70 or more points. So if you can put up points, which is hard to do because they have a great defense, but if you can, their offense sometimes has trouble matching that their offense sometimes has trouble keeping pace. Um, they play at kind of an average tempo, not slow, not really fast, uh, offensively, they, they, you know, don't really shoot it well from two. They're only shooting 32% from three. So they're not, you know, elite. lead. It, it makes sense. They turn the ball over at a decent amount. Pretty much when you look at their offense, there's not really one thing they do where it's like, oh, they're the worst in the conference. Like they're ninth in the conference in free throw percentage and offensive rebound rate. So they don't do those things either. Well, but they're mostly like sixth or seventh in most categories, but because they don't really have anything they lean on, that's like, oh, well, that's the good thing. About what they're doing offensively. That's why they rank eighth overall. Defensively is the calling card. Again, they're number one in the conference. Um, They're number one in two point percentage defense, which makes sense when you have Musa C inside. They're number five in uh, three point defense, only giving up 33%, uh, which you can get out and contest threes better when you have that peace of mind on the inside. And they're a solid defensive rebounding team. They're a solid turnover team. They get the most blocks in the conference and they get a lot of non-steal turnovers. They don't force a lot of steals, but they do get a lot of non-steal turnovers, charges and things of uh, those like. They do attempt a lot of threes. So that helps them kind of on the offensive side of things. Um, and then when you look at the lineup, so John Michael Wright, Caleb Asbury, uh, Avery Anderson, Chris Harris, like these are all guards you're going to hear a lot of. Obviously, Bryce Thompson, going to play a line share of minutes for them and, be expected to be one of their highest scores. Caleb Boone has uh, kind of emerged as their leading score now. He's doing it in only like 23 minutes per game. He can really fill it up, though. This Woody Newton guy has been playing a a good amount for them, too, at kind of the four position. Boone's been playing a little of four, a little bit of the five, and the Musa Cisse is their kind of shot-blocking, really athletic rim protector who will do really well for them on the offensive and defensive glass. Like He is a great offensive rebounder, so that's going to be important for KU to kind of keep him off the glass, but really for the most part like uh their guards are not guys that you see a lot of putting like oh well he's going to have like a big uh, 20 point outing or something but Michael Wright is a really good three point shooter we saw that in the first meeting between these two teams um Bryce Thompson obviously can get hot Caleb Asbury's shooting you know about 35 36% from 3 the guards are very capable of hitting shots from the outside even if they're not you know the most dynamic guards overall and that can present a bit of a problem especially if they're getting offensive rebounds or if Musa C- is getting lobs or able to to make things happen on the offensive end on the interior or if Caleb Boone is you know condensing the defense because he's a really good like mid-range shooter um, those are the things that can certainly worry you but for the most part it's it's how is Kansas going to approach this really good Oklahoma State defense that um, did a good job on Kansas in the first half but struggled a bit in the second half and Uh, The Kansas defense was kind of the game changer, and I think it's kind of going to need to be in a game like this. All right, We're going to get on to uh, our matchups of the game in just a second. First, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one rated sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app safe super easy and secure to use and then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained from the outside um i certainly like to use it for uh the KU games and specifically for games like tonight where you know you're taking on Oklahoma state and you can bet on uh different players to you know, it's it's not just, hey, we have the over-under where Jalen Wilson, you need him to score nineteen and a half points. You can, you know, lower your odds or or increase your odds and basically get different numbers of like, hey, this guy's gonna score 10 plus points, this guy's gonna score 20 plus points. So uh I'm not seeing it up as of now. It'll be up later in the day. It just sometimes takes time. But let's go with this. Um, Kevin Kohler over 10 and a half points. He's been scoring really well lately, and then uh uh, Grady Dick over 12 and a half feels like he's, he's waiting to go off here. Recently, you parlay those two together. It's plus two sixty three right now on the FanDuel sportsbook app. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game. Parlay the chance to get your first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. First match of the game. Kansas versus slow starts. They had a slow start against Oklahoma State last time. You get down forty-five to thirty. You can't afford that to do that when you're not now in Allen Fieldhouse and you're playing in Stillwater in this game. You can't really afford to do that continually anyway. Um, we saw Kansas have a slow start against Oklahoma. So even at certain times they've shaken it. They haven't always have a better start. You know, start turning that around. Have better starts to games. Tonight would be a nice one to, to do just that. You don't want to get down to a team who plays this great of defense. And again, you could say, well, they did it last time and, and they came back and won. Okay, keep doing it. Keep doing it. And, and I'll let you know it's not going to continue to work out for you. Um, KU points in the paint versus Moose's, C say. There's been a strong correlation for Kansas between their best games being games where they're able to score and, and get points in the paint. A lot harder tonight when you're playing the number one two-point defense in the Big 12. With the number one block defense in the Big 12, led by Musa Cise, who is unbelievable at swatting shots at the rim. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder there, but can they space out Musa Cise at all? I think KJ Adams this is a game where you want him shooting two to three of those mid-range elbow jump shots. One of two in the game against Oklahoma on them. For the most part, this season, he's been shooting around, you know, 40 to 50% on those shots. Um, and I think you live with that. As long as it's not like super high volume, just because it it makes the defense have to stretch out a little bit to get to them, and if that opens up a lane for somebody to back cut and get behind, which the see say, then it's worth it. You, you're obviously going to have to have a three, good three point shooting night if you want to win tonight on the road in Stillwater. You're going to have to either that, or you're just going to have to have that lockdown of a defensive game that it doesn't matter where it's like, you know. 61 to 59. But if this game is played in the mid to high 60s again, you're gonna have to have another good three-point shooting night to get there. But yeah, the the two-point offense, how do you get those easy shots against Musa Cise? If KJ Adams can drive it into his body with his strength and be able to avoid those shot blocks, maybe get him into foul trouble, that'd be huge for KU. I think to that notion, like the individual matchup of KU centers, KJ Adams, so different than Musa Cise. And then you go with Ernest Uday, who is closer to that a type of of center that Musa Cissé is, which that'll be really fun because Ernest Uday seems like he's improved so much and is really turning the corner. Let's see what he does against a guy like Musa Cissé because that would be really telling if you continue to play like he has in a matchup like this. I think anyone guarding Bryce Thompson, and this is both, you know, will anyone guard Bryce Thompson? How many wide-open threes did he get in the game in Allen Fieldhouse? But whoever it is, make sure you stick to him. He's going to want to have another big game. He'll be confident coming in this game, playing at home and everything uh, against his former team who he lit up last time they played. Whoever's guarding him, um, I don't know, maybe Kevin McCuller. That's kind of my guess early on. But again, Cade's been switching five lately, which means that job is going to kind of rotate down to different players throughout the game, which means it's kind of on everyone at this point to uh, guard him. I think maybe the best individual player matchup you would obviously just circle the two guys leading their teams in points that are going to be going up against each other a lot. Caleb Boone against Jalen Wilson. Jalen wasn't really able to bully his way to the rim when you have say and Boone uh, kind of stopping it the other way in the previous game, but he still wound up with nearly 20 points and made his big impact on the game. Can he have a big impact on the road and and kind of, you know, have one of those games again where he scores 25 or so points? And for Caleb Boone, he's really been a microwave scorer um, Jalen Wilson trying to slow him down on the defensive end again with all the switching. It's not that simple, but that is kind of the player matchup that, that maybe sticks out the most just in terms of two guys who play the same position who both lead their teams in scoring. Um, I, I think for KU to win this game, you're looking at, like I said, one of two things needs to happen. This either needs to be an elite defensive game, which I don't think that's impossible because Oklahoma state has struggled offensively. So get a lot of steals, get in transition, avoid the turnovers offensively. Those I, I, either that side or shoot really well from three again, shoot 40% from three again, open up the defense. One of those two things happens, I think you should be okay. But if they don't, Oklahoma State's more than a good enough team to beat you on their home floor and uh, get back into the Big 12 title race. That'll do it for this episode of uh, Locked on Jayhawks. You can find me, hit me up if you have anything you want to talk about at D Johnson Radio. You can subscribe to. The- the show wherever you get any of your podcasts you can also find us on youtube hit the like button if you could certainly helps us out and we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of locked on jayhawks to recap whatever happens in ku oklahoma state Till then you can check me out as well on rock shark sports talk later today three to six monday through friday on klwn and lawrence have a good rest of the day bye